Hutchinson coming in over the line. Eichel drives a free backhand score! Welcome to episode 65 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast, presented by FanDuel. What can you say? And Myers can't clear. Throw Panarin. And it goes wide. Panarin shoots saved by Demko. Another shot. That went wide. He doesn't have a glove on his right hand. He's waving to the referee. There's nothing. They won't. They won't blow the whistle for that. Shot by Panarin. Save Demko. And now they stop play. Guys, guys, guys. We are back. We got the boys. Joe, Eth, Brian. I'm Mike. If you forgot. Well, you guys didn't forget, but you know, maybe our listeners. Easily forgettable, no? <laughs> the listeners, you're talking to the listeners. That's you right. might be introducing yourself to some new ones. So I gotta say my name. Anyway, what's up, guys? We, um, big, big week, a lot of news in uh, the hockey world. You know, usually at this point of the show, we get into the fantasy players of the night, but let's put it right up front. Let's talk about the big trade this week. Jack Eichel for Tuck, Krebs, a couple picks each way. That's that's a block. Like I can't, I still can't believe Eichel got traded. Like a second overall pick gets, and and of course it's Vegas. Of course, it's just like, oh yeah, I want this guy. I'm gonna go get them. I want Stone. I want Patches. I want Petro. Yeah, Vegas gets all this nice stuff. They've they've said and it on the radio all the time. All the time, it's like a it's, video game. It's like video game trading. It's like yeah, EA yeah. Sports GM mode. Let's make a trade and it yeah, just, yeah. You know what? We we need a we need a top five elite centerman. Got him. And what have they got? And what have they lost to get all these guys? Like, they, what's the best player that they've lost? Futures. But like, Brandstrom, all Krabs, good prospects. Like yeah. all all like, good but, prospects. But are they like, are they good prospects? Like, like Ranstrom's like that's what I mean. Like it's well, he Krebs hasn't might be the best. Yeah, but Krebs, Krebs is. I mean, he looks like yeah. he's going to be a good one. And, exactly. And then but Tuck, he's it's, they have no problem parting with Tuck because no. you know five mil and he's he's a top six. He's top. And he nine was injured. Sure. He's a top six at best. We'll touch on both sides here, but I think with Vegas, it's like they do what I think. A lot of times I believe fantasy managers should do is that trade for what you know, not what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, look, and that's exactly what they've done. They they got stone. They got patches. They traded away serious prospects that could pan out, but they know what they got in patches. They know what they got in stone. They know what they're getting in Eichel. The question is now, and I've brought it up on past, will all three be in the lineup at once? Um, in the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They are they yeah. are they going to pull a cooch and the lightning and just say Eichel sit out to the playoffs and then we'll worry about it and then we'll because some guys are coming off the cap. I think Dadnov or no, not Dadnov. Um, there's two players, two forwards coming off the books after this year. It's Riley Smith and someone else. It's like a two two and a half million dollar player. I can't remember who, but uh, 
they'll have to get creative because as of right now, their their fully healthy roster is way over the cap. Yeah, I think like I know Cap Friendly has them at ninety one, whatever. But I I looked at down their roster and kind of grabbed players that are straight up like I that I think will be in the lineup, and I grabbed six defensemen. But you're gonna have new deals for guys like White Cloud and stuff like that coming in next year. And also, I think I think I calculated they were like at eighty eight million, which is like seven mil over the cap. And I know I think Cap Friendly has them at ninety one something. So I don't know if you know some there's some extra players that can go down and whatever. Well, I think Eichel's probably sitting out to playoffs. Otherwise, they're going to be playing with um, nine forwards and four defense. To well, they're going to have to get rid of one of the five million dollar guys in the in the in the middle of the lineup, or so, one of the big boys yeah. up front might go. I don't know. I could see them maybe finding a home for Riley Smith, but especially on a on a he only has one year left on his de- like this is his final year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they'll probably dish him. But from from the fantasy side of things, now let, let's talk Eichel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a way better situation, yep. but we don't know. Like, are we expecting Eichel to be one hundred percent back to health? Eichel dancing around again, point per game player. More than Vegas does. Player. He's capable. Yes. Yeah. I do. I think he, like, yeah, I am, I'm with Anth. I think he does. I think he does too. But, like, so, like, Anth, I want you to talk about this because you're in a really interesting position. In our keeper league that we've gone, we've had for over 10 years now, you have Eichel and you have to trade him by this year's deadline because his contract's going to expire with you. Yeah. Is it, his value high right now than it's going to be this season? As soon as the trade happened, his value took a huge leap because he went from being in a situation where he's not on a good team and he needs this surgery and it's like he's does, we don't know if he's going to play for this team again to now getting the surgery and he's in a way better situation and on a great team. So for me personally, like this is the best thing that could have happened. I'll be able to trade him you know, close to our deadline even if he's not healthy to probably uh, like a bottom feeder team. Because he could be back in the, he could he season. could be back in the lineup by the time our trade deadline hits. Right, and he could be back in the lineup. So so for me, it's it's a great situation. I think for any fantasy owner and that's in a similar situation where you have him in a keeper league, it it couldn't be better than this. Yeah, if you held on, you did you. I mean, you obviously made the right move because had you traded him a month ago or three weeks ago, he was at his all time low in value, and you weren't going to get what you should have. So. Now, exactly. I mean, the risk is still there. You don't exactly know. So can you still get exactly what you want? Maybe not. But, you know, your chance to buy low is gone. You, you Now you have, you know, you have to pay up for it. And right. you know what? I think we've gotten a couple questions on online about this, about if he's still sitting on the waiver wire, if he's worth picking up and stashing on your IR until whenever. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know why he he's should, still there. He shouldn't. But. He shouldn't be on your waiver wire. Like I had my, I had for example, one of my co- uh, my cousins came over and he was looking at my. Uh, he wanted me to take a look at his roster because he needed a couple of guys. And I was like, um, "How many IR spots do you have? And why is Eichel still on the waiver wire? Pick him up right now." <laughs> and this was literally two days ago. Was it a after the trade? Lead? Like what? so. That's what I. So I was like, "No, you you literally jump on. I don't care what you have to do." He's like, no, no, I don't know why he's there, but I'm taking him. But so yeah, for anyone that's exactly. asking, yeah. even pick him up, stash him, and that's it. Yeah, even before the trade, any, he should have been on. Any top player, like if Malkin is in one of your pools just sitting on waivers, right? Obviously pick him up, stash yeah. him. Yeah, we were I talking have, about I have Malkin. him in 
Two we're talking about Malkin as being that guy where like you draft at the end of your draft and just stash him on IR for as long as yeah. possible. Not we didn't yeah. say that about Eichel because we just assumed he was kept, but I guess it's we could have said that too. But yeah, I don't think this is a I think this is a redraft league, but no, still sure. it's like what right. why the heck is he still on the IR? Like you have I think they had like three IR spots. Who cares? Just stash him. Yeah, I want to say, I think, I was looking at the schedule, I think it's possible that he plays 32 games this season. Like, he can can get through. Yeah, because I think, like, everyone's talking about this is, like, three to four month surgery, and he's having, I think, surgery, I think, either this weekend or this week coming. I think that's the timeline this Friday. February, right? Something like that. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So, mid-February would be right in the smack dab of the All-Star and Olympic breaks. So, you're looking at March, and... It's a late, if I'm not mistaken, the season ends middle to late April this yeah, year. Yeah, because they got two weeks for the Olympics. They right? got three, three weeks, weeks. Three weeks for yeah. the Olympics, yeah. So you'd have to think he plays. He's not going to sit out. I don't think he's, I don't think he sits out to the playoffs. I don't think this is a Tampa situation. I think there's way no. too many games left in Plus, the season in March. You, you want to get you him. You want him to get him. New, new team. You don't want his first game with the new team to be no. game one of the playoffs. Yeah, but it's I, different I, with Cooch. I don't think he plays 32, though. I think it's more in the teens or low 20s maybe he gets in like 17 18 games you know well maybe i mean this is all pending everything goes well which you know we hope it does because he's a and this stud is a, right? this but is a surgery that like no player has done it's never before. been done so yeah we'll see what kind of the way he responds to it on the ice me personally i think i, I think he'll be jack eichel of old because like he had like what 76 points or something like that in 68 games last year yeah, Eichel is like elite, he's elite, elite. not sorry, not COVID year, the year before that. It's wild. Yeah, he, yeah. He, we haven't seen him in almost two years. Like, it's crazy just to think about neither, it. Neither is my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do we see like him playing between Patches and Stone when he comes back? Like, you got I think three, so. You got you got two shooters with Patches and Eichel. Yeah, but you you look at their lineup. Their lineup, unless. I don't, you know, unless they make deals, obviously, I don't know who goes and who what, but right now it's set up like you have that top line of Eichel, Stone, and Patches, then you have the Misfit line, and then yeah. you have your third line, Sarah Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson, not bad. Yeah. So it's like, unless they move out one of them, like unless they move out like a Carlson or a, or a Smith, whatever, and then, but still, I think you load up the top line, and then Carlson, and let's say, let's say Smith gets dealt, Carlson and, and, um, Oh my God! I'm going. March or so play together, yeah. and then they bring up someone else on that line. Yeah, it's a it's a possibility. But now let's flip. Let's look at Tuck. Tuck finally, after all these years, he finally gets a chance to be a top six player, a top friggin' three player. Yeah, yeah. Like Tuck will be one of the guys on Buffalo, and. We're always on Vegas. We always said, you know, temper your expectations with Tuck. He's not on the top power play. He only plays like 14, 15 minutes at best. Well, that's going to change. It's going to change in Buffalo. Last year with Vegas, he had 33 points in 55 games, which is a full season pace of like 49 points. Tuck's just over a month away from returning to action, I believe. 5% owned right now, which will go up as uh, that that date approaches but do we see him producing at a 50 point pace once he comes back can can he do that i'll say yes i'll i'll say because i he's a guy like i i still think his best years are ahead of him mm-hmm. like he isn't like an up-and-coming player uh it's just what he 
is going to gain or what he's going to lose leaving Vegas and playing with good players. He's going like to gain, nice gain an opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where you make up the points there. Like he'll be on yeah. PP1 probably. He'll play, you know, 18, 19 minutes, 20 minutes a night. He's going to get every chance in the world. It's just he's not going to be around the quality of players he would have been. But, you know, mm. just those extra four or five minutes a night and where those four or five minutes in are coming from, does that offset the, you know, not being playing with those studs, right? And will he give you enough? Like at the start of the season, he was set to miss four months. So I think he's expected to be in the new year sometime. Yeah. Uh, it just depends if he can gain any momentum. And, you know, fantasy leagues, there's you're already into like the the end of the season. Are you going to wait for him to get started? Yeah, yeah. Man, tough. If you're a if you're a Sabres fan, like just to watch Eichel go now. No, they lost the trade. A hundred percent lost. And the trade. I'm I, I I firmly believe like I, I know Kevin Adams came out and said like Matthew Kachuk was never involved with the flame talks the flames talk. Yeah, whether that was just Kevin Adams that's complete BS. It's not even throwing them a bone. I think he's protecting his team. Because if you if it's out there that Kachuk is a possible landing spot for Buffalo for, and you don't make that trade a, but, and what's the reason why you don't make that trade? Kachuk saying, I'm not signing here long-term. And that's a yeah, shot at your team. Probably what happened. That's a shot at your team. So he's probably thinking like, screw, I'm not throwing Calgary a bone. That, that trade, when that came out, first of all, once things start coming out, you know, it's not happening, but B, that trade never made sense. Ever, ever, ever made sense. Vegas, uh, Calgary was getting hosed. Not, not all those parts. Like it would have to be a no, combination. They, but even then, like, and then you, how you're hurting your team for for three months. They come out to such a great start. Like it would just be, they would have been so pissed off. Calgary Flames fans, and if Kachuk so. stays in Calgary, like because I know he's an RFA. Like if he stays in Calgary, he's their captain. He's their next captain. Yeah, so it's a matter of if he wants to stay. Everyone's saying, oh, he's St. Louis bound, this and that. Like, is there something there? I don't know. I really thought it's set up perfectly for both Kachuk, Kachuk to brothers pick. to be named captain next year at the oh. same time. Said Ottawa decided to do it mid-season. Yeah. Like, Why? <laughs> well, yeah, they I think to give Brady a few games back and then just get him in the groove, I guess, and then be like, all right. I mean, it would have been inevitable like that's who it was going to be anyways i figure they just yeah. said you know what we he got the deal slapped the c on and let's go let's party yeah. but uh i kind of feel like a bit of a like a vegas fan right now um <laughs> like like i would be a vegas fan i should say because like they got this new toy right now they can't really play with it right now like they can't <laughs> see it they can't enjoy it but they will and they know they will yeah and that's kind of like my experience my own personal experience with something deeply personal and i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna get i'm gonna get into it with you guys so you remember <laughs> the old easton synergies those one piece when they first came out like there was like whoa yeah. this the fat everyone cr- wanted it everyone was going stick. Up. it's yellow it's silver it's got grippiness to it like it was insane, right? Well, so imagine like you've been dealing with that for, I don't know, whatever, five, 10 years. You know it's time to upgrade, but uh-huh. you're just like, but that's, that was like my first love. You know, you're just like, I can't, I can't, like, I can't, I can't part with that, right? 
Uh-huh. But sure. then there's this new technology that comes out that you're like, I just, I have to do it. And it's just better for me. And honestly, this little guy right here. <laughs> smooth. Okay. Smooth. Okay. This and little for those, guy. For those of you who aren't watching or won't see this, this is the lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. And I tell you, this is like the new Warrior Bauer Supreme True XL stick. Like this thing is the, the latest and greatest. Toy. The shiny new toy. Yeah. I was using, you know, Old Faithful, but it was just it was the Jack Eich- the Jack Eichel of ball shavers. It was just now <laughs> this is, but the good the best part is that's, I, I'll that's actually, a comparison that Jack does not want. No, but the best part is unlike Jack Eichel, I'm, I've already used it. I've already enjoying the fruits of the labor, and it's it's honestly it's changed the game. It's been spectacular. The great one of the greatest things I actually like about it is it's got this little this little light here, right? This little 4,000K LED light. This thing, it like peers into my soul as I'm like, you know, <laughs> using it, trimming. And it's I kind of, I kind of played around with it. I shut the lights off one day and I just had the light on and it kind of reminded me of, you know that like you're going camping and there's that guy who has the flashlight under his, under his chin <laughs> telling spooky stories. Like that's yeah. what like my nards were. They were telling stories <laughs> Of what it used to oh, be. Oh, and they have stories. Old, they have stories. Old, they got stories, <laughs> but they were telling stories about like how crappy they felt with the old experience, the old Eastern Synergy, and they're just thrilled now about about the new the new trimmer. And uh, yeah, they have stories for days. I have to turn the light off, otherwise it just won't it won't stop talking. But yeah, honestly, guys, this has been great. And just to top it off, too, I have this bad boy right here. This is called the crop preserver. And I'm telling you, I didn't really think it would make a difference. Shower up. Everything's feeling fresh down there. Your your bald eagle, it's fantastic. Dry it up. And then you take a little bit of this on your hands. Rub it in nice and smooth. And then just apply it all over the boys. Feeling good up and down. I just do even on the base of the shaft too. Just Just to, you know, get a little tinkle going. Well, yeah. You let it air dry. Do the little, you know, back and forth. Let that thing breathe a little bit, and, and it feels it feels great. You're moisturized. You go about your day. It feels fresh all day, and also smells phenomenal. So just you know, you never know what the day is going to lead to. Maybe there's a situation <laughs> where the stick has to come out and play. You know, maybe what I mean? a story comes up. <laughs> maybe a story is needed, and if it is. We're gonna smell great doing it. So, Story time with Brian. Yeah. So I Brian's, boys, guys, Brian's boys. Brian's boys. <laughs> Brian's boys. I want to thank the guys over at Manscaped and and the sponsor of the podcast now. And if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code FHP, you get twenty percent off, as well as free shipping. Free shipping worldwide. <laughs> free shipping, swiping worldwide. And um, yeah, they, they got a lot of great yeah, products. Exactly. They got a lot of great products. They got the trimmer. I said they got the lotion, and it smells great. I I almost want to put it all over, but I, you know I, I'm not gonna do that. And they put got a the, bunch of stuff. The shirt. I'm wearing the shirt. The shirt. Mike knows because he's wearing the shirt. Actually, feels fantastic. It's good. Shirt. And the underwear is phenomenal. So, oh, it is. Check it out. Go to the site. Use the promo code. Change your life. Change the boys' That's lives. It. That's it. That's it. Good stuff, bro. Good, good, good stuff. All right, let's get back into the to the podcast here. Let the image of Brian's bald eagle burn into your head. 
And let's get into the fantasy players of the night. Backhands it up the boards to Panarin. Can't clear. Kept in by Giordano. Shot block. Rebound save. Oh, great save. Shesterkin without a stick. His stick is behind the net. All right. This week we had some familiar faces. Started off with another fantasy player of the night award to Igor Shesterkin. He had a 31 save win. Let in one goal, but my gosh, was he great as he's been all year. Shesterkin right now has a 5-2-2 record with a 2.30 GAA and a 9.30 save percentage. Uh, he got lit up on Saturday night but he by did. the Flames, he and those numbers lit. are reflected in there. Can you imagine without the six goals what his numbers were? But yeah, we said it last week. Like This guy's dialed in right now. It wouldn't shock me if he was a Vezna nominee at the end. Where do you guys... Like, we talked about this in the previews a little bit about goaltending. And, like, obviously Vasilevsky's the top dog. Then maybe Leonard and Hellebuck. But is Shesterkin working his way into the conversation, into, like, just that behind Vasilevsky kind of angle into that Hellebuck and Leonard convo? Like, yeah, is he a, so. like, like, is he a goalie to be had in fantasy? I think so. I think um, the just the volatility of the goaltending position. I say it all the time. Things change so quick. Like other than Vasilevsky, I find a hard time drafting any goalie in That's like what, yeah. say the top the top round of a standard. Like even Hellebuck, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think Vasilevsky's just a head and shoulders above the rest. So I but I would put Shosturkin right right like Vaz is tier one, and then Shosturkin's in tier two with Hellebuck. Yeah. I could see like Markstrom's there right now. Oh, he's been four. I think he has like four shutouts in his first nine yeah. starts or something Unreal. like that. Like, Leonard, Leonard I think Sorokin. Yeah, yeah, I think Sorokin's getting into there. Yeah. Um, I can see Demko eventually getting into there. Like, like the perfect the thing I say is when when I'm talking about Vasilevsky and Net and and whatever because I'm an owner and I have to deal with him. But like he's basically the McDavid of goaltending. Like he's mm-hmm. so far above like the top guy to have. He could and win the Vezina every strange, year. Like that's like just like McDavid yeah. could win the MVP every year. The hard, like, yeah, the hard and it's year. strange because not like it's he doesn't get that same elk. Like when you're when you have to deal when you deal a guy like McDavid, it's just like you know you're gonna get a haul. But when you got a deal, I find in my talks with Vasilevsky and stuff like that with with other GMs and stuff, like they don't necessarily see that. It's, it's honestly way. it's because it's because he's a goalie, and yeah. It's like, and every, every, uh, you know, every pool is different depending on what you have for categories, whatever. Ours, you know, we have nine players in six uh, goalie categories. I feel like a lot of pools are probably like that. If you have a Vasilevsky, and I'm playing against him this week. So if you have a Vasilevsky, let's say he has three starts in a week. It's not guaranteed three wins and great numbers, but you feel pretty confident that he's going to do that. He might win you goalie weeks every week. Like, is... Why should that not be as valued as a guy who's going to put up eight points a week? And maybe like, yeah. because you st- if you have McDavid on your team, but the rest of your team is mediocre, that's, there's nothing there. If you, you have, only have if one you, or two goalies, if you exactly. have medi- like, you know, an average player team, but you have a great goalie, you could win four to six categories every week because that guy is helping you. So I don't know why goalies aren't valued as much because they should be. But I think it's just that mm-hmm. thankless position. You know what I mean? Like, just like in real life, yeah. it's, 
when they win it's not because of them when they lose it's because of them like it's mm -hmm. yeah it's so true it's so true and i think we like people might think vasilevsky even though i agree 100 percent what you said joe but ever you know people might say like well look at the team in front of him i go okay what is that that doesn't change anything it's like if you have a great goalie on a terrible team he's still a great goalie but you're probably he's lower on your totem pole but because yeah. on fantasy, okay, so the fact that he's on a great team even should even help the fact that you want him on your team. Like it doesn't deter you, you know what I mean? Like Ooh. it's and getting it back to Shesterkin, it's like the Rangers are turning that corner. It looks like they're turning yeah, that corner, but I I do feel and like it's, it's a bit of a like Shesterkin's a stud, but I do feel like I've watched a few games and like they're not great defensively, and he's having to make like big performances to win. And I'm like, if that's, I don't know if that can last all year because at some point, like if you're getting 35, 40 shots a night, it's, it's, it's tough to sustain that level of, of play. Yeah. Good job, Joe, bringing it back to Shesterkin because Vas yeah. Vasilevsky absolutely hijacked Shesterkin's moment here. <laughs> I, I, more, I more so. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. We're just like quadruple penetrating just, Vasilevsky. Yeah, Vasilevsky's it's, just it is getting... A, He's getting absolutely well, getting it's, rimmed it's more from the back <laughs> and blown from the front at the same time. You know what, though? <laughs> full it's, service it's true. cleaning. Uh, having a great fantasy goalie is... <laughs> it's a bigger bitch. <laughs> full service cleaning. Uh, having a great fantasy goalie, what I was saying, is it's such a, like, it's, it's such a difficult recipe because it's, it's the combination of a, go a great goalie on a great team. And then... I was going to talk more about Vasilevsky, but we won't. I think we should move. It's been a, this has been a long goalie segment. Let's go on. You want to yeah. stick with goalies, Mike? Well, well, hold on. Just a quick thing. And, Anth, you're going to appreciate this because you have him. We're talking about goalies, great elite goalies. You might have a guy that's going to be in the Vesna talks at the end of the year that no one considers a top five goalie in the league. But Freddie Anderson is on a top five team in the league with an unreal defense and scheme. And he's going to have numbers wins goals against save percentage that are going to be the best of his career and he's going to be in that talks but nobody looks at him as being you know a top three four goalie in the league but he's going to end up being that way so the, the thing is to be considered that it's just you have to do it for a long time yeah. right and like i was just saying to get that recipe like to get that that unreal fantasy goaltender is having a great goalie on a great team what freddie yeah. is is a good goalie on a great mm -hmm. team yeah which is also a great recipe. And he looked That's like right. old he looked like old Freddy on Saturday perfectly night. Fine with me. night. Perfectly fine with me if I have a goalie who's maybe not in the top echelon, but he's on a great team that's going to give me wins and numbers. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and that's But that's what you have with most of your good yep. fantasy goalies, right? Yep. That's Robin and, Leonard, and that, good goalie on a great team. Shesterkin might be a great goalie on a good team, right? right. Getting great and great is, is very rare. It's very rare. Right. So like, that's and why. that's yep. like Vasilevsky, who's great and great. You Vasilevsky. know what I mean? And like... Yeah. like and yeah. when you're dealing goalies like that, it's tough because it's like they don't be they're not looked at the same way, and and like you almost have to package them with a a good a good to great player so you can get the value sort of yeah. back and get a great player and a good goalie. Like you know what I mean? Gratz is gonna yeah. Gratz is gonna love this segment. We've never talked about goalies as in honestly. <laughs> he's gonna he might blow his load listening to us. Just, I was just about Gratz, to always, Gratz was always a, a mediocre goalie on a great team. Right? That's what kind of <laughs> held us back. So um, I was just about to say. I'm not gonna say. Oh, speaking of speaking uh, of Gratz, uh, uh, I just someone uh, uh, just walked uh, into the room. Uh, uh. 
Oh, we have a oh, guest. Wow. There. We, have a, we have a guest, everybody. Wow, grats. I just, grats, I just swore to you, we, grats. Uh, grats, we, you're, you're not going to hear this now, but when you hear this episode, we just went on about a 10-minute diatribe on goalies and how good they are in fantasy hockey, so you're going to appreciate that. Oh, okay, that's good. I'd like to point out, you guys are a little closer than you need to be because you should just flip the ears that you got your headphones. Yeah, in. I know. <laughs> I took the one he gave me. It was it was instinctual. Okay, like listen, relax. That's okay. How are you guys? Yeah, Gratz. Uh, Gratz played in net behind the four of us for a few uh, for a bunch they, of years. They, they, and, um, um, mediocre goalie. And said you're team. a mediocre goalie on a great team. That's why you had good. Numbers. That's very true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's actually not true. Well, Gratz we know. A, we know. In Gratz's heyday. And Gratz's heyday, he was a phenomenal goalie. Well, we know it wasn't because Mike was back-checking, because that never happened. It was because of the solid blue line. It was the solid defense from uh, me and you, Brad. How about the, the, no one can ever forget that that, uh, forward leap and and then landing on my chest getting winded. Remember that one? (laughs) (laughs) This guy has one of the greatest highlights of our ball hogging career. He went to go play the ball once, and it was like he belly flopped into a pool. (laughs) And he winded himself, and we thought he had cracked ribs. ribs or something. I've never seen I've never seen a guy just swan dive and just look like a fish out of water. Oh man, that dead. was so bad. I misplayed it, and then I'm running back. They scored anyway. I think if I remember correctly, after all that. Uh, <laughs> speaking that point, of great YC highlights, yeah. At that staying staying on the floor was part part injury, part just dejection. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I think that's when Grant started to reevaluate his career and said, "Should I really be yeah. doing this? Should I stay, should I stay on the bench? Yeah. Should I stay on the bench?" Yeah. The retirement has been three years strong now so far. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right, guys. Show take here. care. Later, okay. grads. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You know, you know what's funny? I was before uh, before we started today. I was thinking about like past episodes, and I'm like, I remember that time when Gratz came on. Like he just was in the basement, and he came in, and I, and I go, well, "That's funny." Sure enough, happens again at the perfect time. <laughs> I love we, that. I, just, I, I love that. I just ripped him, and he was just there. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> sometimes sometimes the podcast gods they're in our favor you know yeah the pod gods, the pod um, gods. oh my god that's pod a great for a f- oh we got full Kanye? service Too full much. service cleaning as a title and we got to thank the pod gods for giving us a chance look at that yeah yeah wow um, all right, let's honestly, that was a great goalie conversation. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Try this side of the ice. Mayo. Mayo across. Chickren shot. Save Hart. Rebound. Block. Another rebound. Save Hart. As he was able to deny. A couple nights later, we had Carter Hart with a 29 save shutout. Cat a hat. Looking like Cat a hat again. Uh, right now, he's 3 2 and 2 with a 241 GAA and a 926 save percentage. So. It's kind of different from what we saw last year. Like, Phillies, they're just okay. You know, that's a three and four record, realistically. He's under 500, yet pretty solid numbers. So we thought Hart would bounce back. Sure looks like he's bouncing back. But I think the case with Hart right now, to tie everything together, he's a good goalie, can be great. But right now, he's a good goalie on a good, good team. Good team. You give them some credit. They're 6-2-2 two and two right now. And yeah. They look, they look pretty decent. Team. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. The jury's still out, like, if he's going to be great or not. He has the potential, but he's young, too. And goalies, you know, you typically don't see them at his age burst out and be studs. Now, it's been a few years, so maybe he'll turn into that. But he's it's been good so far. Yeah. yeah. See, the other way is, like, John Gibson, great goalie on a 
mediocre awful team. team. That that you awful. think John Gibson's a great goalie though? If he yes, was, if he I was do. on a team like let's say Pittsburgh, who still has you know cup aspirations and that, like I think you would see it like you would see him get a, more accolades than he does than he does in Anaheim. Yeah, I think so too. More recognition. Where do you put Jack sorry. Campbell then? Jack Campbell. He's interesting, man. Oh my gosh! See, he's a tough. You one. cannot he, give him. He, you can't give him the great. No, 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 no yeah, not no. even. But, but he's a good he goalie is... on, on a good team that can't play defense. So it makes him look great. He is on track to, like, to, knock on wood. <laughs> he looks really good. He looks really, really, he, really good. He's you a could go, all season long. You know, you could go through the whole league, and the only great, great, great goalie, great team you'll get is Tampa. Is Vasi? Yeah. Is Vasi on Tampa? And we're just going to keep coming back to his knob in this episode just to continue polishing. Oh my it. god, it's just like we've already blown him once and now he's it's a second He's got third nothing goal. left. He's just like look at look at got, left. He's dust is coming look at out. Campbell's now. Like when Joe jerks off. <laughs> oh, this reload time I hope it's pretty good. The reload time is impressive. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> I thought that of that immediately. Best. What a the great movie. Back. That's from the internship, right? Yeah. No, yeah, it is, it is the the, so the, the uh, Asian, Asian kid. kid at the, yeah. at the like his so his numbers are ridiculous yeah. in eight games though, in eight starts, like nine thirty two and a one eight eight six. He Campbell, despite the Leaf struggles early on, he's been great and he's kept it going from last year, man. Yeah, it's like, he, he. There's a little bit of like Felix Potvin vibes to him. Like from the nineties, I read a tweet. I read a tweet about that yesterday, and I was like, even last year when he was on his run, like there was talk about that. And he's just like, just the way he is. He's a small statured goalie. He's not so big. He's very old school with the pochecks and the stack of the pads. And yeah, but but I look at it a little bit differently. I feel like he's Potvin in the way uh, he'll he'll give you the big save in a Mm -hmm. big moment. Right, like that's yeah. there's a mm-hmm. lot I of like games this season I think he, that the Leafs might have lost but, with Freddie in net because that mm-hmm. big save and big moment have. they they, they would have. they Sorry. would have yeah. I mean well, we watched Freddie for that, five years yeah. here I I love right. Anderson yeah. I think he's a good goalie but there were so many times they needed him to make that save and he didn't and it was Campbell's like, and you knew it every time you would say that he had to make and that Campbell's one. doing well you talk about you talk about that Tampa game that they just. Held on, held on. Campbell made five or six ten bell saves in that, like, in that, in third, that third period, period of the first half, and yeah. Ga- yeah, and gave him a chance. And you're and everyone to a man. I think we all said we're like as much as we love Freddie. I would never had a bad no. thing to say about him. They probably lost lose that game five one yeah. on that Tampa game because he just he was his numbers throughout the whole year would always look good, but when you needed him to make that big save, where he has no business making that save, he couldn't do it, couldn't deliver, and. Jack's been able to do that so far. Yeah, yes. and that's why that's why Freddie on Carolina is, is a perfect a match. beautiful marriage because yeah. Carolina does not give up what mm-hmm. the Leafs give up. Yeah, and that's why Freddie's going to be great for his fantasy owners and Vesna Campbell. Trophy. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to. And be it's great funny too. because yeah. the, the the Leafs last year were better defensively, but Freddie wasn't healthy. <laughs> So it would have been it would have been yeah. interesting to see yeah. kind of they made that they turned that yeah. corner two seasons ago, but on the defensive side of the puck. But last season would have been interesting to see Freddie in between that pipe. Yeah, injured mm-hmm. goalie on a great team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on. 
Moving on. A lot of goalie talk, but it's good. Well deserved. We don't talk about it that often, so why not? Yeah, yeah. Taken away. Here's Kubalik. To Kane. Kane! It's a hat trick for Patrick Kane! Now you can throw the caps on the ice. Um, let's get some players here, though. We had, I believe it was Monday night, we had Patty Kane, had three goals and one assist. You know, Chicago, we've talked about it in the nauseum here that they've been really bad to start the year, but Patty Kane is pulling his weight. He's got 11 points now in eight games. Um, I just think, you know, don't doubt this guy. He's going to get his points no matter what's going on. He's just that yeah, good. There's not much else to say about like he's a great yeah, player on a. Just, I yeah. mean, Chicago's got one win. Like, like come, come on, guys. I think well, it, I think fire, it will get better. You can still guarantee is Kane's still going to get his exactly. points. So it's well. I mean, is it going to get? It can't get worse. What are they going to win the next? Lose the next ten games? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll start. They'll start winning some games. I don't know. They they might go on a bit of a run, but it's good to see that Kane is uh, still doing what he does. Eleven points. I'm glad. Game. I'm glad we all picked him to make the playoffs. Sunk. Super sunk. Comes Connor McDavid. He drops it off for Drysaddle. Shoots. Scores. The Oilers take a two-goal lead thanks to their dynamic duo of McDavid. Next, uh, Leon Drysaddle. Two-time. He actually, yeah, fantasy player of the night twice this week. One time he had two goals and one assist, and the other night he had one goal and two assists. So, yeah, like what are we really going to say about this guy? In 10 games this year, he's got 23 points. To lead, to to lead, points. The, lead the league. It's not McDavid, right? He's got 10 points alone in his last three games. Like what is... He is the second best player in the league. And it's not even, you know and what, but and, and how honestly, close. how often have you heard Drysaddle talk the last week or so? It's uh, for me, it's been nothing but McDavid. Yeah, like that goal, that, that goal, goal McDavid <laughs> scored was disgusting. Stupid. It was stupid. It was stupid. It's just the process. Right. It like stupid. it just like they gave him the short. space and everything, but to go through that amount of players, but even to come out of the zone, regroup. And then go through no, but four it's like guys he knew and then the de- way that he was circling. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he knew that he the way he was circling around the zone, how the forwards and the defensemen were coming up high. It, it, in his mind, it was like attack. Like he knew, and he's the only guy. I for me, he's the only guy oh, in the league that hold can on. Score this is the like t- perfect example. This is Drysaddle, two-time fantasy player of the night, and we're talking McDavid. <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. <laughs> like, this is the that's problem. the story of his this career. Is, he's gonna be like. It's gonna be like. Literally on steroids, it's gonna be Malkin and yeah. Sid on steroids. Like it's just even more. Like yeah. Like Mike, you you have McDavid in the pool. I I have Drysital. Oh, here we go. That's got to be a you one guys, for one. It has to be a one for one. I'm not giving you more. I'm not giving you more. Drysital is a center winger we as just well. Had this talk so you better believe that makes up the tiny little gap. We just there. had this talk. It's a one for one. Tiny little gap. It's a one for one, and that's all it is. It's a one right. for one. Okay. Why don't we right. just put our hands all up? Right. Feet Let's up. get straight into negotiation. Think, look, here. Hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll say this it, to to enhance the fence. I think we all love McKinnon. We all love Matthews. We all love these guys. I think there is a bigger gap between Dreisaitl and the next best player than McDavid is to Dreisaitl. I, I, does that make I sense? Look, I can get around that. Yes. I can yeah. agree with that. And I, I think that's because they play together. They feed off each other. 
when one gets a, but they don't always okay, get which, they don't. which is oh, just on the power play which is or, like just aren't they the like almost play. 50% on the power play that's where most of their points yeah, are coming from yeah. it's insane yeah, so yeah. but that's kind of where I was going to go if you have McDavid and you have to trade him you don't do you really want to lose some of that the production of that duo no and, and in the in the pre-show when you went when you were gone, we were we were talking about we were, this. yeah we were just talking about and this. I said I because I have McDavid and we can we can start negotiating right now. It doesn't even have to happen until next year, but we can start it now. And I said I was honest. I said I have to get Drysaitel with him. I, there's nobody else that I right. want because he's that good. But I'm gonna ask you this, Mister One for One Deal. <laughs> Who's a better player, McDavid or Drysaitel? Then we're talking fantasy here, bud. Who has more well, points? Yeah, who's this, a better Who player? has more points this year? Well, but, <laughs> this is stupid. You can't just look at points. We say that all the time. Yeah, well, obviously, this is one of those, if it was reversed, Anth would be the same reaction you have. So we all know it's because Anth is the guy with the dry sidle. Yeah, dry in a first. the better player. But I don't – you watch dry sidle and he's so good, but – he doesn't look as good as McDavid, too. Okay, Dreisaitl. You know why? But I Dreisaitl. McDavid. I almost, I almost like it. Like, it's almost as exciting as watching McDavid because they're way different. Dreisaitl is just methodical. He's very slow. He does everything but like, right. But, like, good luck trying to, to do anything around him. He's no. huge. and he, He's skating so slow, but it's like his brain is moving a like, million miles a minute. Yeah. It's just it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. He, he, it's because he, he also McDavid will give us. Drysaddle is a hell of a player and can make special plays. But McDavid is the guy those wow plays like that goal. He has two or three or four of those a year. And I think when you can make a play like that, and not that Dry can't, but he, I don't even think he would really he, try he to do it. Like he, he and he can't either. But you know, it's but at the end of the day, you know, McDavid gets that that, that pass is probably coming from Dry. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Or hey, these hey. unbelievable backdoor, these unbelievable backdoor passes where Hyman is literally just has to stand there and just tap it in. Like that's Dry doing oh, all the I work. Know. You know what I mean? Shielding the puck. Dry goes backdoor more than you do. <laughs> this guy doesn't I go mean, backdoor. Well, now that we're manscaped, who knows? <laughs> he might be good. He might he be go, going he a little bit more. He didn't go backdoor more than we went on Vassy. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. That's true. Hey, and don't forget, don't forget, lest we forget, the year before last, Drysdale had 13 more points than McDavid, Michael. And he's an M- and he's and he's a heart, won the heart, uh, and that, they're going to be up for it again this year. Like, he had more games than McDavid. Uh, okay, chill. He had seven more games. But and McDavid could have had 21 points, points in those seven games. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. 13 points is 13 points. You might see two guys. We okay, F, make, we sure, were... make sure you trade Eichel for Troy Terry because Eichel has zero points. No, but that's just like, stupid. I, like, that's just, that's... You're stupid. You're not even taking into account that he was injured. Joe. Joe. Yeah, but Dreisaitl. <laughs> exactly. Dreisaitl doesn't have... He drives out of his best games, man. <laughs> We're going to have summer meetings. All right, here's a question for deal. you. Here's a question for you. Who's more injury prone, McDavid or Dreisaitl? Sure, McDavid. Boys, boys. Done. This I don't even want to make <laughs> that deal anymore. Hold on, hold on. This, <laughs> this is screams poll question. Screams poll question. Oh, screams. I don't know how you want to so frame it. Can you do be, one for yeah, one? Will McDavid... Should McDavid be traded one for, for one? Instead of one for one, but that the answer is no. Would you? No, trade no, no, no. no. If you if you are a McDavid owner, would you, would you trade, trade for? Well, I can tell you right now, it's going to be it's going to be ninety four percent say no. 
It's not even worth put, putting the question up. Okay, so yeah. no, you would not trade him one for what's one. What's the gap? Maybe is it a better? No, but pick? I'm saying that's. I don't think it's a better player. That's what I'm telling you. That's what the the results are going to be, because no, if you're, you're if you're saying, the dry side owner, you do that. But if you're the McDavid owner, I'm just saying what the general public. I feel like the consensus would be if they were the McDavid owner, they wouldn't trade for Drysaddle one for one. But what the the, the biggest thing we'll you're looking at the biggest thing you're looking at is okay if you're, it's not one to one, what is the plus? Like, is it okay Dry and a first for McDavid and a third? Like, it the, sure, Mike, you don't want to do one for one, but it's not a huge gap. Like, you if can't ask for if the we're world, throwing dude. in picks, no, no, you no. better believe I'm not giving up a first for a third. I might give you a seventh for and and take a, an eighth back. That's pretty much or it. even a but fourth th- and or even a thing. fourth and it's are you on edibles? Get, like, okay, no. that was no, that was a that was a little no, bit. It'd be probably be like a third for a fifth, a third for a sixth, or fourth for a seven, somewhere even around that. There. Don't you're not my manager. Get out of here. That's not what okay, I'm doing. Okay, listen, it's yeah, a mid level game. All it trading is. here. Yeah, <laughs> deal with this in the off season podcast when it's just the two of you bickering. We have like a year and a half to. We have a year and a half to figure out this deal. But well, we you, have, you, have, you have about a year. Oh, unless you keep them to the deadline. Oh, yeah, I will. But maybe, you know what? Maybe we won't be partners. Maybe talks are going to break down and have to be picked up. Who maybe knows? Marner steals the show and is like... You know, and I also have Kachuk on my team. Maybe I, maybe he's in the deal, maybe not. I don't want to have a disgruntled Hello. player on my team. So I don't know. I don't want that getting out. Mike. Is he going to sign long-term with me? <laughs> Mike, you can... Mike, it sounds a no. lot like I know what you want here. You can have Zabanajad straight up for a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Hey, Marner's in the in yeah. the mix too. I got okay? point. I got point coming off, Brian. We're looking. That's what we're looking right there. Those. Two. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I, like I said, we've said it repeatedly for Zabanajad owners. There's only a select few people that really know his value that you could trade with. Because otherwise, you trade him to. Try to trade him to Joe Schmo, and he'll be like, "No, nah, I'm not." Troy right. Why that? Yeah, why Joe Schmo? Like, why use yeah, my name like, in there, eh? <laughs> I don't know. It's just because because you're Schmo. You're Schmo. Okay, oh, let's man. let's before we get on to the next fans for the night. Let's actually, I want to give a little bit of love to Nuge. If we if we think Drysdale is overlooked, Nuge is in the darkest shadow ever. But he does. He is leading the league. He's tied with McDavid, but in leading the league in in assists with fourteen, he's got mm-hmm. zero goals. But <laughs> the opposite of the Cy Young, Nuge. Yeah, Nuge has never been a. He's never been a point per game in his career. Like, can he do it with this firepower and a and a power play that's just clicking along at well, like fifty percent? Yeah, power play's not I mean, I don't think. I don't think the power play is going to stay what it is because I just I don't I don't even know if in history it, anyone's ever come close to those kind of numbers, but through a full season. But also like Edmonton's a really good team, but I they got to come back down to earth a little bit. Like they're not this good, are they? Like this is uh, it's a little ridiculous, right? So, but I think the power like being fifty percent, if you're scoring two or three goals a game on the power play, if that goes down to one, well maybe they don't win games. Four three anymore. Maybe they're losing those games, right? So power play comes down. They come back down to earth. But Nuge, I could, I could see him hit like seventy five this year, though, which is pretty freaking good, you know. Okay, yeah. That's, that's the unreal. highest before this season. The highest single playoff per, uh, power play percentage was the Habs in nineteen seventy seven seventy eight at thirty one point nine percent. Right, right, that, right, right, not a right now anymore, the buddy, right now the Oilers you. and Blues <laughs> have that. higher at thirty two and fifty. So the uh, 
The St. Louis Blues. 50%. 50%. And the Blues have 32. So no team has had a higher power play percentage than the Habs. Honest to God, if you put your... If you had NHL 22 on rookie mode, you would have a hard time keeping Hitting up a 50% numbers. power play in your your own season on the in the game. Yeah. It's it's yeah. just imagine how demoralizing it is if you're the team playing against him and like you get a chintzy little hooking call. You're like, "Ref, you just, like I just cost it's my like, team it's, a goal." It's, like it's you a already know flip. before it's you own the box. That like, it's a goal. Yeah. It's 50-50 and I'm like, "I just don't want to be the one this game that gets the goal you know, scored on because then I'll look like the asshole." If American Thanksgiving is everyone's judge for how good a team is, if they're going to make the playoffs and whatnot, you know, if their power play is 50% at American Thanksgiving, like, why aren't we saying that? That's next thing? week, isn't it? The 15th, I think? 15th, yeah, next week. Uh, it's a it's close. We're there. But we should, like, if you're going to talk about how good the Oilers power play is right now, let's look at the Leafs last year. Do you guys remember what the Leafs did to start last season on the power play? Because it was very similar to yep. this. It was like they couldn't not score when they got the power play 100%. and they yeah. and, and it ended the season looking like the four of us and grats were on the power play we like probably would have been better to be honest bad so i yeah. but the thing is they went from it's, like, it's not gonna last my point good, is it's not gonna last they like, went from an historically good pace to least to historically bad like there was no in between so i don't the like oilers the oilers are going to come back down but they're not going to go from 50 percent to they can't they can't handle a puck anymore you know what i mean like it's yeah. not going to be that bad no, but they might, like, starting at right now, if you were to just cut off what they've done for the first uh, 10 games or whatever it's been, they probably, they might go, like, 20 to 25% the rest of the season from this point out, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. and I love Nuge. I love Nuge, but a lot of what he's doing is a product of just playing with those guys. No, it's okay. It doesn't matter for fantasy. Nope. Mark Stone, the defenseman, down in front of the Zamboni doors. Pasternak laterally for Mike Riley. Drops to Marshawn, looking for Bergeron. He scores! His second four-goal game. Patrice Bergeron, four-goal game. Shut us up in our in our Atlantic previews. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bergeron right now, he's got eight points in nine games. Boston's kind of just trudging along. Don't know what they're going to be quite yet, but what, I really yeah, actually, it wasn't even our division preview. It was worry or wait, where we said worry about him, right? We said we're worried. I, I am still yeah, a, a little bit worried. I mean, one, one game, one will game, it, but I mean, one game, one game can hold you, give you a few games yeah. of grace period. But if you go another, you know, five games with one point, two points, then you're kind of where you where you were right before you scored the four uh, goal. Again, Marshawn's yeah. driving line that so line, obviously. So. Yeah, you, you guys watched the Bruins last night against the Leafs. Did you think that they – did they look like they've taken a step back? Um, aside from Bergeron I, saving a goal, like, he wasn't all that. It wasn't, Bergeron wasn't really invisible. He was kind Marchand's of Marshawn's amazing. Marshawn's going to get you everything. Pasta looked frustrated. He was throwing hits out there, which he doesn't typically do. So, I mean, they're still – they're fine. They're it's, hard to, right. they're it's hard to say. It's hard to say. But Boston, it's you know, not like this oh might God, be the season they take. They take a, a half yeah, step. Yeah, it's back. not like it it's not like back. you look at them and be like, "Hmm, I'm scared of them." That's the Bruins of old. Like it's just you don't have that. I don't think they have that aura around them anymore. Yeah. No. Speaking of Marchand, did you guys happen to see my FanDuel lineup the yes, other game? We did. I won some coin. Thanks to Marchand, I think I had Kachuk in the lineup, but it was just like a three-man challenge, and I won. 
And that brings me to FanDuel. We are very excited to announce our new affiliation with FanDuel. You guys heard it on the intro. We are presented by FanDuel. And they are our preferred website for daily fantasy hockey. As you've noticed, if you've been following along with our social, we've been posting the best lineups for Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday night. I legit play those lineups. I think some of you are too, because I've been in a couple contests with the exact same lineup. And for that one, I did tie first place. Marshawn, Wilson, and Kasperi Kapanen were your lineup that night. Right. Well, Cappy right. Hattie, eh? No, not Cappy. No, Cappy didn't do anything. But you had, you had, you had Marsh on it like two times the points. So, yeah, and Wilson got me a goal, but uh, they won me some money, and I actually tied with somebody else because I think they played my lineup. But you guys can do that too. There's a variety of games. I said a three-man challenge, full roster, single game. There's whatever you prefer to win some money. Whatever you feel like you're best at. Well. You can play that game and and uh, hopefully have as good a luck as I had and winning some cash. So, again, play along with us on FanDuel using the link that I will post in the episode description or in the link in our bios on social media. So check that out. When you join up and you deposit any cash up to what, 2500 they're going to give you a 20% match deposit up to 500 grand. So, for example, yeah, 500 grand? Wow. Term, sorry, 500 grand. <laughs> $500. I apologize. Um, but, like, let's say you put in uh, you put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you 20 bucks for free. So, make sure you, uh, you join up on FanDuel and check that out and play with us. Montour, a little flip for Verhage. Cross ice, Duclair has a chance. He shoots and scores! Oh, the Duke rifled it home! And the Panthers have the lead on the power play goal. Like, I don't know where this episode is going, yeah. but it's going. We had one more fantasy player of the night, and that was Anthony Duclair Duke. on Saturday night. Those Dukes. Duclair had two goals and two assists. Duclair right now has eight goals, four assists, 12 points in 11 games for an unreal Florida Panthers team. This will be his uh, best season from a point-per-game standpoint, obviously. But before that, it was two years ago. He had 40 points in 66 games. Is he a lock to beat that that mark, that pace? 40 points? He had 40 points in 66. Yeah, yeah, like, so. like just 40 points total or that, yeah. that pace. I mean, I think well, he's, he should 40. be good for both. I mean, he's uh, he's his production has been coming up the last few seasons. And yeah. and uh, he seems like he's got a pretty decent spot in this Florida Panthers lineup. And then the Panthers are a team. The Panthers are no one was really talking about that game too much last night. But you had a nine zero and zero Carolina team up against a nine zero and one Panthers team, and it wasn't too close. Mm-hmm. Like Freddie got pulled, and the the Panthers ended up pretty much getting an easy win. Fred, Freddie got pulled, and Ranta got. Trucked. Yeah, okay, but you guys think that like I don't think that was intentional. He was trying to go for the puck and the goalie's way out of his net. I I don't I don't know why he got did a five minute. Did you think Lucic on Miller was intentional? Last like three, I don't know, six, five years ago? <laughs> you don't remember that one? <laughs> yeah, that was intentional. That one I think was. He threw out he threw out exactly. the shoulder. He did one of these yeah. when he got close to this him. This had shades of it, but um, yeah. No, he he got lit Ranta. up. Poor, poor Ranta, that guy cannot stay healthy. Um, but yeah, back to Duke. I think if I had him, I would probably sell high. I don't know hmm. if that 
Would you? If you guys agree. But it's just because he, he's never had a big season. And maybe he's on his way to a pretty good season this year, 50 points or something. But 12 points in 11 games, I obviously don't see him hitting 80 points. I think he is a good sell-high candidate. And I probably would be doing that if I had him. Yeah, did you see his shooting percentage? I have not. 36.4. Yeah. He's 50% owned. Yeah, so I, I think you're right. I think he's a prime. And he's also, the last handful of games, he's been getting more ice time because Bennett's been out. So, so just, you know, you know, your three GMs that we're in a league with, anyone want Duke? Just shoot me a message, eh? Shoot me a message. <laughs> <laughs> McDavid? Uh, Mike right, another, McDavid for Dukes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Straight up. <laughs> another, another big piece of news this week, Cole Caulfield got sent down. If you're in a keeper, don't panic about this. It's not a great start, but Caulfield's going to be a fine player. And I, what well, he's he, he's played one game for Laval so far. They actually got shut out. He had four shots, but he was a minus two. It's not good, eh? He'll probably get called up. I probably probably get called up honestly a week from now, maybe a couple weeks, and I could see him being fine. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna last. He has to come back. Like, up. He, he's, he's not a gonna. Good, he's a good player. Yeah, it's he'll come up and he'll start producing at a at a decent clip. Uh, it's tough. It sucks if you have him, but I don't think you have to worry too yeah. much. Like Mike said. Yeah, but you know a guy you do have to worry about. We'll get through the injuries quickly. I'll leave him for last. I'll mention the injuries and I'll leave him for last. We talked about Ranta. Uh, Saturday night, Shifley left the game. Uh, could be a hip thing, so keep an eye out there. No no timetable as of right now. Uh, Mantha is out indefinitely with a shoulder injury. Uh, he actually had shoulder surgery. <clears throat> Line A, four to six weeks with an oblique strain. Shit. Hmm. Carlson happened earlier in the week. Uh, wild Bill there, five weeks from now. He'll be back. And then two guys that, seeing those injuries, just drove me nuts. One, Philip Forsberg. This guy's injury prone. But another guy that I think I'm going to say it right now, and I don't think I'm going to eat these words, I will never draft Kale McCarr in a pool. Ever again. You know, that gives... Bowen Byram looks great, so it gives some big-time value to him. Yeah. I mean, McCarr's going to be fine. He's going to be back fairly soon. But yeah, so two two things on this is one, Colorado had two games this past week. They play two next week and they play two the week after. So six games in three weeks is just insane. So picking up Byram while it is good and, and McCarr might be back, like Colorado doesn't play a lot. So there's that. But yeah, maybe um, that's why I'm, they can't get him a roll. Jeez. I'm sick. Yeah, yeah, they're McKinnon, I talked about me winning my own FanDuel. McKinnon lost me my own FanDuel yesterday. Because freaking <laughs> you got to talk about the losses just as much as the wins. Yeah, like, come on. You lose to Columbus twice in a row? Like, I thought Colorado was going to roll yesterday. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm fed up with McCarr. Like, you, you play 25 minutes, and then the game after, you're on the IR out for a week? What happened? I, I just, I can't, I can't stand. Verbata syndrome. I cannot stand mysterious injuries. Where did it happen? I don't. I don't. I can't stand that. He's a young. Is it, this is Latang. This is the problem mm-hmm. we've always had with Latang. Oh and I hopefully, gosh, oh I don't want to throw that there. on Makar, but I just, I no hope good. he's not a young Latang. Well, I mean, fantasy wise, fantasy. I mean, Latang's won a few cups, so <laughs> you can't rip on him too much. No, but fantasy wise, yeah, yeah he, it's very frustrating when your guys, you know, in and out of the lineup. It's it sucks balls. 
It sucks. Balls that haven't been trimmed by Manscaped. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, okay yeah just that was the big one i wanted to get up but let, let's keep rolling here let's um let's go to the week ahead there are a lot of games this week there's actually 13 teams that play four times so a lot of games a lot of options to pick up and there's only five teams that play two games that being tampa columbus chicago dallas and colorado who i already mentioned uh, looking at the week ahead here, I like the Leafs schedule uh, in terms of pickups. They're the only team that plays Monday and Wednesday. Um, they also play Friday, so avoiding those heavy Tuesday, Thursday slates. Uh, Michael Bunting's on the top line. You know, Matthews is rolling right now. Nylander, all the Leafs' top guns are going. And Bunting looks pretty good. He is exactly as advertised, a poor man's hymen. And uh, he's picking up points. So Bunting's not bad at 17%. And then Kerfoot, as I said, the Leafs' top guys are going. Kerfoot's on line two. He's only 2% owned. He's an option there to get some points with them rolling. Philly plays on Wednesday and Friday. Not pretty matchups against Toronto and Carolina, but Ristolainen is 31% owned. If you need hits and blocks, he's a great option because he's an absolute monster. And um, JVR is also an option at 14%. I did find it interesting that Konechny is 54% and Atkinson is 70% owned. Uh, that should be flipped. I don't know what's going on there, but huh. it is what it is. Atkinson, we did a sell high on him, and he hasn't had a point, I believe, this week. So don't miss the boat there if you're an Atkinson owner. Calgary plays Friday and Sunday, again, avoiding heavy nights. Monaghan is down to 29% owned, which was uh, interesting to me. But honestly... That's kind of what he deserves. <laughs> and uh, Rasmus Anderson at 40%. Um, said, I talked about him earlier in the year. Top power play guy, and he's picking up points. Edmonton, too. They also have a pretty good uh, schedule in terms of avoiding the heavy nights. But there's really not many options available. There's Yamamoto, but I'm really not crazy about him at all. Uh, other schedule I like is uh, Washington. Monday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday against the kind of <laughs> easy teams. Second line right now is Aller, Sheary, and... Sprong? Sprong, yeah. Not crazy about them either, but they are the second line. They're going to get some time. Um, Battle of the Bargains. Should we just keep this to... Let's just keep this to social, or you guys want to do it now? Um, uh, we can keep it to the let's social. Let's keep it to social. There, there's, no, um, there's a lot of games on this Sunday we're recording, so... Nothing's been finalized quite yet. See how it goes. Um, but we should yeah. mention actually week two because it is finalized. We're working a little in the past here. But uh, Joe did win between the four of us. So uh, Joe's got uh, last pick this week. And uh, on social, b.curry underscore contracting. Shout out. He won the Battle of the Bargains this week. I don't think that was his first win. I think he's won before. Uh, last season, yeah. But just this year we've had Holly in the Mail and we've had... B. Curry contracting. Yeah, and then you have this week, right? Then we got this week. And then who's up, in the lead uh, this week? Do you, have, do you have any idea? I got no idea. All right. Yeah, Stay tuned that for that. All right. I know is that I wish I went to Shane or Granlund because they had freaking good weeks and they were under 20% owned. Yeah, and Connor Brown didn't do much, did he? Pass is the pass, but Shane's up to like 50. Even like Brock Nelson, I think <laughs> he was under 20 before the week started. Yeah. Old Brocky. Old Brocky Nelson. We'll All get right, savvy this week with him. Yes, we will. All right, that's it for us. 
thank you for thank you for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to listen or watch on YouTube. Our numbers are growing, and yeah. uh, we appreciate that from you guys. Check the socials, Insta, Twitter. We're on there. We're posting sh- stuff all the time <laughs> and helpful info. Yeah, and guys, Mike's get- winning lineups in daily fantasies. So. Check it out. Win some money. And tell your and friends, else. guys. Tell your friends. We got we got some big things coming. We got our partnerships now with the with Manscaped, with FanDuel. Maybe maybe some interviews. We'll see if the, the, the ducks line in a row, as they say. Ooh, big things coming for the boys. Yeah. Thank you for listening again. We will be back next week. Good luck in your pools. Good luck, guys. Later. What an odd.